Hello and welcome to Her Entrepreneurial Spirit. I'm your host, Monique Glover. This is a place for spiritual entrepreneurs to connect and share their voices. Join me as I talk with women who are harnessing the power of intuition, creativity, and trust in order to build authentic and purpose-driven businesses. It's time to lean into your own light as you let these stories encourage you to explore the unlimited potential of your entrepreneurial spirit. Hello, beautifuls. Ah, okay, here we go with my first ever solo episode. I feel really called to doing some solo episodes in between my interviews because as much as I want to provide a platform for women to share their stories, I also feel like I'm not sharing my story, that I'm almost hiding behind everyone else's stories and being the interviewer, but I am not really telling all of my story. So I'm not even sure at this point if I'm going to hit publish on this episode because I'm feeling called to be really vulnerable. And even though I help mentor others in being vulnerable and showing up there as their authentic self and putting that energy out there so they can attract it back in life and in their business, it's really hard to tell someone something versus practice it yourself, even though you wholeheartedly trust it and believe it yourself. So this morning in the shower, which I always find I get intuitive hits in the shower, <laughs> my place, shower or driving alone in the car, not with the kids in the car. There's there's nothing coming through intuitively in the car because there's so much noise going on in the back seat when I have my girls <laughs> with me. So solo driving or alone in the shower. <laughs> and I felt really compelled to to open up and become more vulnerable on a public platform than I ever have before. And at first when I was in the shower, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this sounds great. I'm in my zone. I'm getting these messages. And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm totally, I 100% trust that this is what I need to do. I'm going to do it. And then I get out of the shower and... I think, oh, I don't know if I want to start getting this real. I actually know people who listen to my podcast that are in my everyday life. My neighbors know about my podcast. Like, What is everyone going to think? And then all of a sudden these fears creep in and I feel like a fraud because... I talk about leaning into your fears, 
despite all those little nagging voices that tell you you're an imposter and don't do it because it's scary. And I'm sitting here paralyzed thinking, uh, I don't know if I want to go down there right now. Maybe let's just think about it. <laughs> and I came down in the kitchen and feel like I need to speak so badly that there is like this energy stuck in my throat that I need to sit in front of the microphone right now and do this. So I'm doing it with the caveat that I don't know if I'm going to publish it, but I am going to sit here and I'm at least going to do the first small step and I'm going to record it. <sighs> so the theme that came out in my thoughts that got all of this started, which which was great for me to talk about. I'm like, I can talk about that, no problem. And then it kind of dug deeper. Um, but the initial theme was surrounding conversations I've had with women in the past probably two weeks or so, um, interviews I've done with female entrepreneurs in that time frame, all about your title and your career defining who you are and how it doesn't define who you are, but we place so much importance on it. And things like when you meet someone for the first time or you're networking, everyone is asking, so what do you do? When you're setting up just silly things that seem kind of frivolous, but you put way too much thought in them than you should, like on social media. Well, you need to put a title up there. So what am I going to put on my Instagram? What am I going to put on LinkedIn? What do I do? And then you start to doubt yourself because, well, I do all these things and I don't want to seem scattered or, okay, this is my title and it's my job, but there's so much more to me than that. Or maybe I have a full-time title in my nine to five, but there are so many other things that I'm passionate about that I'm pursuing either as a hobby or as a side business. And how can I put all of myself into one line? And at least LinkedIn lets you put on like a lot of words. <laughs> But I find I was sitting there the other day on Instagram and it's cutting me off. I'm like, no, I want to put so much more in there. And I I 100% understand this issue because here I am trying to write a novel about my title. And then I realize, well, does it even matter? I mean, this this is not, this title does not define who I am. But for so long, I was a graphic designer. I was a marketer. I was, you know, all these very, I don't know, quote unquote, normal things to be. And then I start playing with putting mentor in the title, because I don't just do things for people. I don't prescribe brands. I work 
with people to bring out what is already in them, what's already in their heart and their soul and just translate it on the page. So they look at it and they say, yes, yes, that is me. I don't tell them what they should be. I just help guide their knowledge and their voice out. So mentor went in. And so much of my work is intuitive. So intuitive went in as well, too. I wanted to talk about the fact that I I could never teach design to someone because so much of it is just so innate that I just know. Well, how do I know? I don't know. I just, I get intuitive hits <laughs> about what kind of colors and patterns and textures really feel like this individual, feel like their business and there is no mechanical process to it. I don't sit there with swatches and think, well, and you're in, if you're in this business, you need this color. It, it's so intuitive. And in the past really six months, I've been embracing that part of me and I wanted to put it out there. Okay, so there we go. So I'm an intuitive brand mentor, but I'm not just a mentor. I help people with the actual design process. I help them lean into authentic marketing that feels good for them. And that's not a prescribed formula to get you all these vanity metrics. And so I'm sitting here trying to fit all these words. Well, I'm an intuitive brand mentor and marketer and designer. And I'm sitting here Spending all this time and effort trying to fit all these words into this stupid Instagram line, which <laughs> only gives me, I think, like, I don't know, 35 characters. And like, what am I doing? So because the internet will not allow me to really fully express who I am. Hey, isn't that the reason that I started this podcast in the first place, <laughs> that I felt that women needed a more open platform to tell their stories, to share in a way that wasn't restrictive, that didn't tell them, well, you need to post a photo or you can only post so many words and it has to be in that way <laughs> you have to do this. Um, I wanted to provide a platform that was organic to just really let that authentic voice come out. So here I am using my own platform that I intended for others, ha, huh? ironic, I know, to <laughs> get into me. So this is your chance to get to know me in a way that probably only my husband knows <laughs> in so much depth. Um, and that's because we've been together for, it's going to be 17 years this year altogether. So we've gone through some big growth together and had some crazy experiences. <laughs> 
So who who am I? What what do I love? If you just met me for the first time, you'd probably describe me as perky and optimistic and talkative. And I love to talk to other people. I love to shower them with love. I love to hug people. Hello, COVID being a giant pain in the butt because I can't just randomly hug people anymore. For this, there's this awkward, like, I want to go in for a hug, but I'm like, oh, right, we're wearing masks and we can't really do that now. <laughs> but I am known to be a hugger. <laughs> that would be probably, I would think, your first impressions of me. <sighs> I'm such a geek. Oh, my gosh, on so many things. And I am a proud geek. I love fantasy fiction. That is uh that is my happy place. That's been my happy place for so long. I used to have Harry Potter parties with friends in high school and dress up and I worked at a bookstore and to this day I still love fantasy, love young adult fantasy especially love fantasy with a big splash of romance in it. I love a sexy villain. Oh my gosh, I found an old article I wrote in high school about the bad guys or the villains in movies that I had done with a friend and just laughed and thought, oh, this has been a thing of mine <laughs> for a long time. You know that character that you love to hate and just gets under the skin of the main character and they're just constantly at each other and you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to get together. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that that is my thing. <laughs> Set in a fantasy realm with swords and magic and dragons and all of that amazing stuff. Um, I love historical romances. Uh I strongly believe I had a past life set in this Regency time in England where it was very proper and there was courting and balls and intricate dances and uh, Shakespeare. I have obsessed over Shakespeare when I was a teenager. And Shakespeare in Love was, I think, the first movie that called to me on such a deep level and that I watched over and over again on VHS. <laughs> this is me as a teenager. This is still me. I still love that movie. Um, only recently, as I delve more into psychic development, do I realize that, oh, they, there's a correlation between why I loved those things. And there's a part of me that was there. And that's why that called to me. I have really been pushed to develop my psychic abilities. This is not something that I would have put out there even a year ago i i had a hard time even saying 
that I am an empath, that people are going to think, what on earth is an empath? I always felt too much. I couldn't watch scary movies because I was literally in that person's shoes. I would feel that fear. I would feel that anxiety since I was young. I've been accused of looking into things too deeply when I should just be looking on a topical level that I'm feeling things that are not there. But know what? They always were <laughs> there. They always were there. That that intuition, that that feeling was always right. I feel other people's emotions in me, in my body. And it has been such an empowering experience to learn how to turn that on and off and not blame myself for being broken because I always thought those emotions were mine. And you can imagine if you're feeling emotions of everyone you encounter in your day, how that can make you feel like you are on this roller coaster. I have an amazing teacher, mentor, and friend who has been guiding me in my psychic development, in my mediumship development, and it has opened up the doors to a world that is so beautiful and breathtaking that I'm in awe every day. I look back to probably pre-COVID and think, what was life before when I had these little inklings here and there and I had these gut intuitive feelings, but I wasn't 100% listening to them because now that I'm on the other side, it's it's magic. It's all these books that I grew up loving that there's magic right here, right now. I've learned to quiet my mind so I can hear these things. I can hear these messages. I can feel what someone's deceased loved one is feeling for them. And I sit here in amazement every time it happens and every time I get confirmation that it's true. And I have built such a trust in myself, in the universe, in spirit to, to guide me. And it has really penetrated my life, the way I do business. It's been a big inspiration for this podcast because I believe business and personal growth and development are so intertwined with each other. And I'm tired of people preaching the way that you should be marketing yourself, that you're making these mistakes in your business. I want people to, to go back to trusting themselves, to trust that intuition, to trust that you have knowledge, that you don't always have to seek outside of yourself 
for the answers, that the best answers are within. And if you follow that, you can prove to yourself how absolutely true it is. I'm such an information seeker, and for so long I've been seeking, 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 seeking answers for the longest I can remember to fix my anxiety. I struggled with anxiety for the better part of a decade in my early 20s, to the point paralyzing anxiety where I couldn't work, I couldn't stay at home by myself, I couldn't be in certain scenarios without feeling anxiety, without feeling a panic attack. I could be sitting there doing something I love and having a panic attack and feeling like I am going to die right there on the spot. And no one knew about it except my husband. I was so good at putting that happy-go-lucky, you know, rose-colored glasses girl out in the forefront and hiding all the anxiety inside. But I was seeking answers. I wanted to turn the switch back off. I wanted to fix what was broken. I thought it was broken. I wanted to fix it. And... I went to therapists, I went to psychologists, I tried acupuncture, I tried homeopathics, I tried chiropractic, I got introduced to all these amazing things, which some of them I fell in love with and are still such an important part of my life in another way, not in the way that I'm trying to fix myself now, but in a way that this helps manage me, manage my physical body, helps energy flow in my body. I'm not trying to fix what I think is broken, but I spent so many years seeking outside of me to try and fix myself to make this anxiety go away. And it only started to lessen when I leaned into the fear and entrusted and, and surrendered. And I have a rock that I painted last year during the summer of 2020 that says surrender and I'm looking at it now. And I couldn't even imagine a year ago being able to surrender this much because it was so incredibly scary that I like control. I used to be, I'm a recovering control freak and perfectionist and I like things in a certain way and order and the thought of surrendering was terrifying. But in surrendering to the fear, the anxiety started to fade and I can look back and see how, how I ignored my intuition for so long to the point where the anxiety had to manifest to this huge state to try and get me to listen. And I still pushed it away and I was still fearful. But then 
I dipped a toe into the fear and step by step, it has led me onto a beautiful path that I couldn't have ever imagined. There was a point in my life that I knew I wanted to be a mother, but I couldn't comprehend how I would logically ever become a mother while dealing with such intense anxiety. And I look back now and I just want to embrace that person I was and just give her so much love for <laughs> for all the things that she went through and for all the negative self-talk that she would give herself and to show her all the possibilities when you lean lean into trust and and it's still a trigger for me i will still have anxiety pop up i'll feel other people's anxiety and right away be triggered and feel oh no i do not want to go back there but i'm i'm learning i'm learning about it i'm learning how to control it <sighs> i'm learning i'm learning so much <laughs> about me <laughs> and becoming a mother has been one of those big points where I discovered how powerful I can be that I am love and I am power that I can grow a human in my body that I can birth <laughs> this human that I can raise these amazing girls that are giving me insights into the world that are so much wiser than I am. And I discovered this power in being this mom and standing up for my kids that I began to stand up for myself. And I started to heal the part of me that thought I needed permission for everything. That I needed permission to pursue things in life. That I needed to make everyone else happy before myself. That I needed to do the things that were expected of me and i've i've learned the power in that <laughs> in standing up and using my voice and the more that i record this i think yeah i really do need to put this out into the world <laughs> which is kind of ironic because at the beginning I'm thinking, nah, I'll record it, but I'm not going to put it out there. And I feel like if anyone else, just one person listens to this and feels connected to me that feels connected to my story and my experiences and my emotions then it is 100% worth it. That I don't 
need to have a podcast that has thousands of downloads and sponsors and that is monetized to that point. I just want to have an impact. I want people to know that they are not alone. I want women to be able to share their voice and feel empowered and feel good and trust that they are here for so much more than they know, than I know. I'm still figuring out why I am here, (laughs) what my purpose is, but I'm not fearful of the same things that I was before. And even though it's still a very human reaction to resist the fear when you're faced with it, and I can be stubborn and not want to go there, I'm more willing than ever to step a little bit closer and to examine why the fear is there and to embrace it and give it love and let it transform me into the person that I was meant to be. And I hope that by listening to this, you are encouraged to shine your light and grow into the amazing person that you are meant to be and share with the world everything that only you can bring. Thank you for tuning in and sharing this very special space with me. If you loved what you just listened to, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would be so grateful if you left a comment, a rating, and shared with anyone that you feel called to. Sending you so much love and light. Until next time, take care, lovelies.